0: It's The Lowdown on Sports 1440. Once again, our show is morphing in a direction that is not good for me. Yeah, girl, Candace Declan, you sound fantastic. Keep up the good work. Thank you. That's very I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Candace Justin of Belgoni says, the old man is losing it. So everything's coming up low tide. The Lowdown is brought to you by Wolf GMC, Buick corner 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, wolfgmcbuke.com. Say hi to Doug and Mary. Joined now by Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Mr. McCurdy, have you been out walking yet? Did you take your daily walk?
1: Uh, I have not yet. I don't, I've been uh, working on a game day post about all the orders moves this morning, and then I knew that I had you scheduled so I just had some uh, lunch with my lovely wife and uh, this call, and then I'm going to go out walking hereafter.
0: What would you have for lunch?
1: I had seafood
0: chowder. Huh? Oh, nice. Nice.
1: Out of the can. Out of the can. Oh, you know, well, not so not nice. Not real seafood chowder.
0: Did you have any bread with it at all? Or?
1: Well, toast, yeah.
0: Coffee. Oh. Did you have a little Thermal. sliced up tomatoes or anything on the side? or?
1: Oh, not today, no.
0: Nope. Okay. All right. Um, Bruce McCurdy, historic oiler's question. This comes from Stamp Hater. Have the oilers ever had a start like this one and recovered?
1: Uh, yes. and In the fact, they have. Uh, In 1990-91, the defending Stanley Cup champions uh, uh, got off to a a mediocre start in the absence of the great Yari Curry, who had moved on to Italy. And uh, then Mark Messier got hurt, and they lost nine in a row. So they were, in fact, 2-11-2 through 15 games. And they recovered sufficiently to... uh, Get to 80 points. There was no sort of three points being tossed around in that era, uh, and they uh, finished in third place in the Smythe Division. And then they beat uh, Calgary in a seven-game series, and LA in a six-game series, and made it all the way to the conference final. And didn't they- fire the coach either. <laughs>
0: I I, I have to tell you that that my sense of of justice was upsought. Um, I think we're almost in December, so we can use that word. Um, When Jay Woodcroft was fired, it just seems very unfair uh, and lacks a certain amount of justice. And I get it. I understand, you know, you've got to do something. But Jay Woodcroft is a very good coach and his winning percentage in Edmonton and the fact that he won three series in an era where they don't win many. Uh, really, uh, the entire process, I, I, I like the new coach, but I think it doesn't sit right for me. How do you feel about it?
1: It doesn't sit right with me either. You know, he's the first coach this century to win playoff series in consecutive seasons. The last guy to accomplish that was Ron Lowe in 1997 and 98 with first-round upsets of uh, Dallas and Colorado. And since then, it hasn't happened. His 643 uh, points percentage ranks as the best of any coach in the history of the Oilers, although I would submit that Glenn Sather's 616 in a uh, true 500 median era was better. But still, being second to Glenn Sather on the all-time list isn't exactly bad. And uh, uh, he just ran into a uh, tough streak at a tough time. Uh, he, You know, he had some issues of his own. Don't, I'm not exonerating him. But, boy, he sure got a short rope. And, you know, what he probably didn't count on was his goal. He's putting up an 860 save percentage for the first 13 games that he had. And, you know, in the last 10 games that Woodcroft coached, uh, he got a total of two goals from... McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins, two goals. So Leon managed to slide one into a, kind of a gift into an open net, and Nugent tucked one into an open side off a, off, a, off a prime rebound, and McDavid missed two games and didn't score in the other eight. So two goals in the other ten games. Now, As you know, I do ten-game segments at the Cult of Hockey where I review ten games. The last ten games last year, those same three players scored 19 goals. 10 games before that, they got 21. 10 games before that, they got 20. On the season, they got 153 goals, about 1.9 per game. They got 2 in 10 games. And the coach paid the price. It, it,
0: you know, the the qualifications of of the new coach are, I think, very good. Like, he he has... Uh, a good reputation. Um, he, I mean, I thought his press conference was fantastic, even down to him getting emotional about his family and the opportunity. I, I mean, there's, it's a feel good story for sure. And there, there's, there is often a, a really good bounce, uh, when a new coach comes in. And this team has sensational talent at the top. My question for you, Bruce, is how important is it for this coach to find an answer to the goaltending, the penalty kill, and the the third and fourth lines? And if he can do that, how far can he go?
1: On the power play on the first two lines, you know, I mean, there's there's a few uh, few issues up and down the roster, and you like to think some of them are going to solve themselves. I mean, his first game was so, so typical of Oilers, uh, of uh, a season ago, you know, uh, the three stars were, McDa- were Guy Seidel, Skinner, and McDavid, and the two scorers got six points, a goalie delivered a solid game in between the pipes, and you know what, it was McDavid's first time all year being named a game star, I mean, how unusual is that, if you have any questions that something's wrong with them well, there's one answer, and he looked like he's starting to come around and if he's you know, gets back to his normal sense well, it, that changes everything. Uh, and the power play comes with it, right? They got two power play goals in sixty nine seconds. I think they had total power play time in the game. It's like wham wham. And put the game away from a one one game in midway in the third to three one and it was home from there. And, and the penalty killed at its part and you know, it was uh it was more or less a, a complete team win but led by the main men and that's that's what they need
0: sports 1440 it's the lowdown with low tide bruce mccurdy from the cult of hockey at the Edmonton journal is our guest so they they bring out adam ernie rafael and philip broberg not all of those players are playing but they're at 22 now and uh dylan holloway and matthias yanmark are on ltir Uh, How important is it to have something close to a full roster so you might be able to rest players when they're injured a little bit or if somebody's slumping, you can sit them?
1: Yeah, it is important. I mean, we've been running pretty much with 20 available players, seems like all year, and a couple times at two Vancouver games. They actually had to play a man short both times uh, because, you know, someone got hurt and they either weren't allowed to replace them or they had nobody to replace them because the roster was so tight in the case of game one. And what the last week's uh, demotion of Jack Campbell did was it freed up $1.15 million in cap space. And with the sort of four or 500000 they were already playing with, that meant that they could replace effectively replace Campbell with another goalie and another player. And that's where the 22nd guy came from. And this morning they were able to make that official because uh, once they put Holloway long-term injured reserve, they, you know, they could then, once they're in that status, well, they might as well put Yanmark in there as well, whereas they've been carrying him and not able to use him. And so effectively they've been running that 20-man group, right? And so uh, they've, uh, they've at least got some flexibility. Now they got 13 forwards, seven defensemen. They can put, presuming dangerously that they're all healthy, you have one of each in the press box or you still have the eleven seven option at your disposal and you know, the coach has got a few levers that he can pull.
0: It's um, the the first lever I saw the new coach, uh, uh, Paul, Mister uh, Chris Knobloch, was uh, moving Warren Fogle off the top line down to the third line with McLeod and Holloway. Now Ryan and putting mm-hmm. Sam Gagne up. I'm assuming that when Connor Brown comes back, he'll do the Gagne work. But what do you think about that? The the idea of kind of spreading out the wealth a little bit and asking Fogle to be uh, a, an important part of the third line.
1: No, I like it. I, I mean, <clears throat> Fogle's. Uh done all right playing in the top six on the team uh his plus minus doesn't agree i think he's got the lowest one on the team for what that's worth uh but uh uh he's uh you know he's making things happen he's scoring the occasional goal uh he doesn't set up a whole lot uh but he's a good bang crash uh sort of reliable responsible two-way player and stapling the Ryan McLeod, uh, you know those two guys played well in the past. It's not like they have no history together. And in the fact, they with Ryan were very good in the playoffs last year, uh, in the opinion of many. Uh, and so Gagne a placeholder for now, because Knobloch, uh, I think to his credit, made that move right away, sort of yeah. said this is this is going to be the core of my third line. And Holloway was the first choice, in the court, and of course then he had his run-in with the boards. Now he's out for a while, but Ryan has a history with those guys as well. And so we're back to the old situation of five top six forwards. Who's the sixth one? Well, in theory, since the day he signed, that's been Connor Brown, and he had a slow start, and he also has been playing in very bad luck. I mean, his underlying numbers are really quite good. And he's good on the part. You can see some of what he brings, but what we haven't seen any of yet is any kind of finish. And I suspect uh, that will come. And it's just a matter of you know him getting uh, uh, <clears throat> getting up to speed and back into game shape. And, of course, in the meantime, we have a lot of people saying, well, they should dump him because his bonus bests in the next game. But I would suggest that. That contract he signed with uh, Jeff Jackson by his side and Ken Holland across the table is not something that those two guys are about to uh, uh, screw him over on. So uh, it's inevitable that he's going to play, and frankly, I welcome it. I think he's going to help the team, and you know, the deal is a deal, and next year is going to be a headache. But uh, uh, at this moment in time, I don't suppose anybody on the team is too concerned about next year. They're trying to solve the problems they're facing right now.
0: You monster. You, you're you telling me that the move isn't to just dump Connor Brown now, release him, get him off the roster, make him retire. Come on, man.
1: What would Vegas do? <laughs> no, the, the move, the, the, the true move is you send him down to the minors for the entire rest of the season, and then you call him up to play in the playoffs. When right. the next game doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what Vegas would do. But in reality, that ain't going to happen. No. And, and wishing for it to happen, I mean, To me, that would be a real low class move.
0: Yeah. Uh, The owners aren't. They
1: entered into a deal. You know, they're honor bound. And uh, to me, at least, honor means something.
0: Yeah. Well, Maybe also,
1: the, it
0: yeah. To the players, <laughs> it does. I mean, did that happen? There'd be more yeah. hell than a little bit. I just guarantee you that.
1: Well, good luck signing the next guy to any kind of <laughs> yeah. clause. You know,
0: um, I looked at. You know, one of the things that I that I was concerned about, and I want to talk to you about, was the 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 lack of of um, recallable young players with high enough ceilings to justify. Dylan Holloway's on on the L T I R right now and he struggled. Raphael Lavois just playing in his sixth NHL game tonight. Uh Xavier Bourgo is down in the minors. He's playing well. He got a point last night, but he's not, you know, based on his offense, I don't think he's close to, you know, being recalled. So they already have Gagne, Lavoie, and Hamblin up here. There's Peterson, who's hurt. Yeah, Ed Ernie. There's Peterson up here. Really, the, the next recall might be Malone or McKeg, and that is a problem, Bruce, because young players always have to be pushing, and there are none among the forwards in Bakersfield.
1: Yeah, another complication is that Bourgo's salary wouldn't fit. Because he's he's got bonuses, uh, not big ones, but it pushes him up sort of 1.17, uh, I think it is, and you have to move out two players to bring him up. Is is uh, my take on it. I'm not Hart Levine, but I, you know I just don't see how they would make his uh, his salary quite quite fit under the uh, uh, current circumstances. So uh, and. Honestly, uh, at this point, I, I understand why they would bring up a veteran uh, for fourth line duty. I mean, what what kind of game breaker? No matter who you call up, he's not going to be a game breaker. At the placeholder at this point, I'd rather have Borgo playing 18 minutes or whatever he's getting down there in Baco and you know, come when he's ready, as opposed to push him because there's a hole and he's not really ready.
0: Bruce, the, the orders can go to three in a row, uh, if they win tonight. And like, they've got a long way to go. But if they can win five of the last eight here, they'll finish seven, seven and oh in November. And then they're just chasing, making up for what was a disastrous October. If you and I are in Vegas right now and we've got to estimate the chances of the orders making the playoffs, because if they make the playoffs, I think they could really make some noise if they straighten out their goaltending, their penalty kill and the other seven things.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, what what number like would you put on the orders right now, based on what they are and how they played uh, the last few games, making the playoffs in terms of percent?
1: Yeah, I'll take the number right off the athletic, Alan. That's which is sixty four percent listed this morning, uh, based on their record, but also based on the, you know the the uh, underlying numbers or performance. I'm not quite sure if they put any weight into sort of the team's performance from last year or not, but uh, Tom's got a whizzy formula with about 150 elements to it. Uh, And he still sees the Oilers. He predicts 94 points, which is typically right around the playoff cut line. And it's just a matter of getting in. You know, the old six Oilers, they finished eighth in the West, and they did okay in the playoffs. It's just a matter of arriving in the right form, uh, so it's still anything's possible come playoff time, and frankly, if they start on the road instead of at home, well, home ice hasn't helped them a whole lot no. these last uh, four years, that uh, uh, they you know they earned a uh, home ice advantage. So uh, they're behind the eight ball. They after the disastrous October to start November, oh four and oh. Uh, you know that's a disaster and now now they're in it and now you know there's just not much margin for error They're going to lose games but the key is never to lose two in a row if you can you know when you lose a game you got to win the next game
0: yeah People are saying that you should have eaten oyster crackers with your soup
1: today. <laughs> that was an idea I'm you know,
0: just saying you know everybody's got ideas. <laughs> McCurdy, you rock mm-hmm. have a great walk thank you.
1: Yeah, and I'll just say one thing. Chris Knobloch, don't hold it against him. Even us who really like Jay Woodcroft and are sorry to see him go, it's like cheering against Adam Larson because you like Taylor Hall. Yeah. It's not his fault. He's a good man. He's going to help the team. I hope he succeeds.
0: Words of wisdom from Bruce McCurdy as we expect him all the time. Thank you, Al. Huh? Oh, you're still there. <laughs> 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 I don't like to compliment people live. I like to, to say nasty things And when they're gone I say nice things Long time listener First time texter to 1440 I love you and I love Bruce from the juice Well we love you right back Wow low tide This man speaks with too much common sense We need to get him into the organization Love it Hey McCurdy very smart guy I think he should be the Edmonton Auto's official historian. He can go he'd have his little office there, you know, he'd get he'd rumble and bumble and fumble and he'd find the WHA stuff, he'd put it up on a wall, we could take a photograph of it. I'd go over there for tea and Narnia crackers or whatever. I don't know what the hell he has. Be nice. When the auto signed Jeff Jackson, Holland's fate was sealed. Jackson fixed fired the coaches. Jackson will make any trades between now and the deadline? Well found in Cowtown. I think his feet was sealed last year when he didn't, he was very slow to make a move when they were struggling. And they finally did at the deadline. But I think the co- the, 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 um, owner, Daryl Gates, just made the, like, you've got a guy, you're paying him five million a year and he's not doing anything. And I understand Holland's point of view too. Holland is a patient guy. So you have the meeting of minds. Patient Holland, impatient Gates, But one of them is the owner and the other is the general manager. Ken Holland's never going to win that battle. So you can say, well, Ken Holland has no courage. He, I'll tell you what, he decided the hill he was going to die on and he did. That's what happened here. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. That's what happened. Ken Holland stood his ground and Daryl Cates didn't fire him. He paid him his money, but he's not in charge. All right. You're getting a lot of toll free service phone calls lately? And I, I text them out and I see what the, the, the line is. It, it, it's, it doesn't, the line doesn't exist. Gotta get a hold of this. People are having their time wasted Googling phone numbers that don't work. The hell is going on around here? I don't know why they're texting me or calling me. I don't have any damn money. Oh, I accidentally called them back. Shoot. Okay. All right. You better answer it and order a pizza. <laughs> Uh, I should never do anything but work at work. It never works for me. Mike R- Rob pointed out Harvard's hit wasn't a slew foot, Dry Saddle's hit was dirty. I know Bruce sure didn't agree. Look, you know, Leon got really sick of people doing things to him and he's fighting back. I don't have any quarrel with that. Damn toll free service. This show is very much becoming an old man's talk. You better chime in and say something brilliant before we take a break. All
2: right, listen, I was going to say, let's send it to break. That was my brilliant piece of uh, for the day. So
0: <laughs> lowdown, I was like, that'll save us. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger. Paul Simon. We're driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Graceland was a great album. Oh, he's one of the best. Diamonds on the sole of his shoes. That song, Graceland. This team needs a European goalie that doesn't speak a lick of English. Just stops pucks. You know, there's a, there's a certain element of Euler fan who has an attitude that isn't just isn't realistic. I like, get a goalie doesn't speak any English. We give him the equipment, and then we only pay him for every game he plays. If he has a nine dollar game, we can play him nine dollars. You can't do that. That's not the world that you live in. It's like, trade Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse has a no-movement clause. Why can't Holland get any value for a nurse? Because he can't trade him. And the Oilers need a Darnell Nurse. A lot of the things that people say about the Edmonton Oilers is not actually possible to do. Wow! Well, just get a guy. Oh, okay. There's a lot that's said every day online that is, is doesn't make sense. And there's a lot that's said on this radio station between noon and two that doesn't make sense either. So I get it. I understand. This show reminds me of one of those veteran cop, rookie cop, 1980s comedies. Keep up the good work from Nils. They're saying that's what they need. LOL. Okay. All right. Well, a guy like Dominic Hoschuk would be really good. Oh, there's another. is Oscar Kleffbaum coming back. haven't seen that in a while. I totally disagree with you, LT. I think if the owners make the playoffs this year, they'll get bounced in the first round from Spinner. Well, the good thing is we'll find out. Bruce for historian from big. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. McCurdy's well-respected, a good man, um, you know, he he knows he knows the Oilers' history as well as anybody on planet Earth. Like in all seriousness, he does. He he was going to the WHA games and he wore a suit and he worked at a bank at the time. McCurdy's got the bona fides. He does, and he's a good guy. I mean, he doesn't eat the proper crackers with his soup, but other than that, he's a good fella. Great show, guys. Been listening to you, LT, for three years plus and always look forward to when you have Bruce on. Unbelievable knowledge. Thanks for all the great shows and more to come with you and Declan. Rowdy, Rowdy. Isn't that nice? People are so nice. And then there's Declan. Garfunkel was better. Well, Garfunkel was a better singer. Uh, You know, if you listen to Bridge Over Troubled Water, my God, the man's voice soars. Just incredible. But Paul Simon wrote some great songs. If you had to choose one songwriter, would you choose Paul Simon or James Taylor?
2: Between those two or overall? Well, just between those two. Paul Simon. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think Paul Simon.
2: But overall, I mean, if you're not taking Dylan, give your head a shake. Dylan wrote some great songs. Uh, he, won a, he, he, won, he won like a a Nobel laureate, a Nobel, like something pretty incredible for his song. A Pulitzer, yeah. maybe, is what it was.
0: Bear I don't know. Or Jack's box. I don't I'll turn it off. <laughs> Bob Dylan wrote so many great songs, it's impossible to, to list them all. Even just Blonde on Blonde is a wonderful album. People are still getting after Brandon about the Jonas Brothers. That went on for a while. Jackson Brown, or Willie for Top Rider, Jackson Brown wrote some great songs. Late for the Sky is one of my favorites, but he wrote a lot of other ones too. Dr. My Eyes. Just thinking back, this is from Ontario Mom's. Just thinking back on Woody's time as the coach, he had constant line juggling that portrayed lack of confidence. The media games, opening lineup games, I thought he was a good coach. Seemed like an awesome person, but some of his tactics I could see new management not liking, especially continuing to do it when you're losing. The fact that players talk about calmness I think speaks volumes. Bruce Cassidy in playoffs told it like it was, no games. He had faith in lines one through four. You're always going to play Conor McDavid and Leandre I settle more you are because you have them. Don't get caught up in not playing those guys because they are absolute beasts. There should be a history room in the Coventry Lounge. Bruce is in there wearing a sweater vest, answering questions, shushing anyone that's loud. (laughs)
1: Uh...
0: LT, to stop those spam calls, you can call your phone provider and put a thing called call control. Oh, I like that. I will do that. It's the King's year to bounce the orders. and they're going to do it with Talbot. Well, there you go. Talbot's a good goaltender. They just overplayed him. Agree with Hon- Ontario guy. Woodcroft's line juggling was annoying. LT, do you know why I know Nurse has value still in his contract? If the Oilers put him on waivers today, there would be a list of three to five teams lining up. Tell me I'm wrong. The only problem would be that the, the, the amount is so large, I don't know that any team could could envelop it. That's the only thing. But, I mean, you know, he certainly has a lot of value. Good morning, or good afternoon, Low Tide. How come Bruce doesn't do meteorology stories anymore? I'm sure our listeners and your boy Poop Deck could learn a thing or two from Hacksaw. Well, Ah. <sighs> In radio, things run their course. And we could bring it back now, I think, because it, you know, it it had its time. But the Bruce segments are supposed to be 15 minutes long. And when you add that, it's about 25. And we run on a clock. And so by a clock, I mean we take breaks at 15 and at 35 and at 55. And... I know you're calling me a liar, but that's because I'm no damn good at this. I'm supposed to take breaks at fifteen, thirty-five, and 55. I would make Declan's life much easier if I did. Low Tide Nurse would be a good power forward. He's a good defenseman. I wouldn't move him. One vote for Bruce Space Segment. Dylan is great, but he'd tell you John Prine is the best. I love John Prine. Love his songs. Such a wonderful writer. Some of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life are his. Angel from Montgomery is just absolute sadness. And he wrote it, like, you know. I remember when, the first time I found it, it, was the 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 Peach album. I can't remember the name of it. Bruised Orange. Is that it? And I just spellbound by it. Like, his songs were so original and funny and sweet and sad. And that's John Prine. Man, he was a great writer. I'm sorry we lost him. Naked is the eyes of a clown, John Prine. Woodcroft was all had and no cattle. Well, that's not true. What about the Jonas Brothers' as songwriters? I honestly don't know if they write their own songs. I vote for a Bruce Space segment. Is Kleppbaum coming back? It's hard not to put Dry and McDavid together when you have half the roster has five points or less. The teams look good two games in a row. No need to put them together. Yeah, I you know, I still think if you're down by a goal late, they, they are dynamite, but David isn't 100% yet. I'm convinced of it. What's the sandwich selection at Fife and Deco? You can go there and find out. I Audubon is very good. I have roast beef on brown, butter mayo. I have um um, um tomatoes, cucumbers, pepper, not peppers, and pickles underneath, and I have I have uh, I have cheese as well. And I usually alternate the cheese depending upon my mood. And the pie, I love the strawberry rhubarb. They have macadamia nut cookies. Um, their apple pie is to die for. I'm hungry now. Thank you for that. Here's a question. If the Autos had a headman, a true number one in the league, would we have a cup already? Well, that's a great question because one of the things that Darnell Nurse isn't is a shutdown type, and he's also not really a puck mover. He's a two-way guy. And so you go, well, you know, well, but that's what they need. Okay, but Nurse is definitely there. He and Ekholm are their top two defensemen. LT, after watching the Gazdic interview with Cuckoo, I was left with a new understanding of mental health related to athletes. I honestly worry for Jack Campbell's mental health. Hope he has to get through it well as a person. That's it, you know? Like, we talk about this all the time about mental health and about what is important and, and supporting and understanding that love is love and you don't know what the other person is experiencing, you know? And, and we say that, but there's still a lot of cruelty and a lot of anger and a lot of we don't give a damn and, well, he should do this anyway. You know, I've, I've spent the last year really dealing with with mental health as an issue, and it's really hard. It really is. There were days when at the other radio station, when I was a zombie, I'd call in and say I'm not coming in today. And then sometimes I came in and just looked at the wall. And JMO and Matthew had to cover for me. You know, and it's it's really hard, and it doesn't it goes away, but it doesn't go away completely. And so, you know, when you're when you're being cruel, you're actually being really cruel. And you're, you're being cruel at a time when people are, are extremely vulnerable. And I, I, don't, I don't know what causes people to do it. There's something in life, I guess, and people that allows that to be justified in their own mind. But I do think that it's important to call it out and to say that it's not right and to ask people to stop it, even if they don't. Drawing attention to it maybe makes them do it less often. And even that, even that is worth it. Because it's just cruel, and God knows there's enough cruelty in the world. We don't need to add to it. Okay, it's one thirty-seven. We'll take a break. More of your comments. You are on fire today at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. This is the lowdown with low tide on sports fourteen forty. Lowdown with low tide on sports fourteen forty. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick, one eighty-four Street in Stony Plain Road. What was he talking about? His stomach? What the heck was that about? Just now? Yeah. Chad Kroger? Uh, I don't know. He's always got some crazy Well, I know going that on. he was asking everybody to look at the photograph. Yeah, the he did. I wanna put make him, make him on the left. You know. I am not an anti uh Chad Kroger or you know, I I like Hannah as a city. I like Nickelback. I'm not you know, I think I think Albertans are very proud of Alberta. And that means you can be proud of Nickelback and Katie Lang and Joni Mitchell and everybody who's from here who has made an impact in the world. If ever heard Katie Lang sing hallelujah? My God, it's just spine tingling. That kind of talent comes out of Alberta, sometimes out of Hannah, sometimes out of Declan's house, you know. Well, I mean, you've got to be talented to buy a girl $700 pair of sneakers and...
2: Crazy one.
0: You know, not even... I mean...
2: That's just the kind of guy I am. Did you break up because of that? No. Wow. But... 'cause I think that's was, I was definitely tell a you, twenty twenty hindsight thing where I was like, The girl that you stay with then. is
0: the girl you should be with is the one who says, What are you doing? A hundred percent. You put those back in there and you go get your money back.
2: Yeah, it was terrible. It was awful. It was ugh, I can't even
0: well, but you're young. You can't get mad at yourself for doing the things you do when you're young.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe you can. On like, You can't get mad at them in the t- during the time, but you can look back and say. Well, what uh,
0: you can do is you can get mad at yourself if you did it again. Yeah, that's true. Lesson you know,
2: learned. Yeah. Well, Lesson learned.
0: And, and, you know, I'm not going to tell you what I did, but I did stupid stuff, you know. Yeah, but you're not going to tell me.
2: You well, no, I don't say because I don't want it clothing? to become legend like okay, you. Okay, all right. You know, I've learned, yeah, learned right. that I, much, you know. I bought the sho- shovel and dug my own grave with that one, and now <laughs> here I am sitting in the hole.
0: So. Oh, it's okay. We'll send you down some water. <laughs> Uh, Sizzler says, Hey guys, I watched the documentary on David Beckham and what he went through in his career. It's mind blowing how much the fans and outside noise affect players, noise affects players and really sad to see what it can do to players. Fans should always remember that they're people too and you can actually break someone by, uh, commenting hurtful things. Definitely gives me a new and improved perspective on players and common respect for people. It, it, it is simple decency is all it is. You know, you can say, while wow, he, he, you know, Jack Campbell has not played well as a member of the Edmonton Oilers, and he is struggling in Bakersfield, but that's not personal. That's all factual, and a lot of what you know, and people get in their minds things that 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 they say that that is that it's just not fair, and it isn't it isn't realistic. Like, well, he should pay paid what he's earned. Well, that sure, if you're a farmhand in the 1950s, that's how it worked. But that's not the way anymore. You know, the, the NHL owners did it to themselves. The reason there's a PA, there's a reason that all these rules exist, is because Gordy Howe got screwed. Gordy Bleeding Howe got screwed over. You can look it up or read the Bob Bond book when you have absolute power, then you do nasty things and it impacts people sometimes for generations. I've had my say. Um, Some people like to blow out other people's candle to make their own shine brighter. Yeah. I think a lot of this is uh, a lot of this is because people go online and they give their opinion and then somebody questions of their opinion and then they, they have to stay in that lane for the next 500 years. And that's not how life should work. You know, really smart people, really smart people, when, when they have new evidence or it's proven to them that their viewpoint is, is incorrect, they change their mind and some of them admit it. And that makes them strong, not weak. It's okay to change your mind. It doesn't make you weak. And somehow this crazy old world has decided that you have to have an opinion and you have to make it your opinion and everybody else should have the same opinion. And if they don't, they're wrong and they need to be crumpled into a big pile of paper and thrown in the garbage. We used to be able to disagree about things and talk about things. We're less and less like that. I blame Connor Halley. Jamie says, as someone who's coached uh, goalies from Pee Wee to Junior B, I've told people that coaching isn't Campbell's issue. He needed a sports psychologist for quite a while. Anyone in the know could see it. I think they've had that. I think they have done that. My own feeling on the issue is that, um, or as the CBC says, issue, is that they should get, like get him away from hockey for a while. Get him away from hockey for a while. Sometimes you just have to take a time away, and you need to just go and sit and look at a lake or a mountain or an ocean and get things in perspective again. What are you doing?
2: Yo, I'm, just, I'm just setting up the camera a little bit for, for Gregor's show here coming up.
0: So my show I'm, doesn't count. No, you're no, I'm I'm trying fiddling to and diddling around on your my show while you're getting ready for Gregor's.
2: No, 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 I'm trying to be proactive, but I just thought it was such a perfect time. You were in the middle of a sentence. I can reach over, do it quickly. Back to business. It was. It would have been perfect if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your dog too.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not giving you a complex, am I? Because I, when I said "What are you doing?" I see the little hand go back. Like,
2: yeah, no, no, I was done. Like I had done what I needed to okay. do. It worked out perfectly. I did. I got got a little animated with my hand motions trying to explain to you that I was actually in the right. But that was it. I,
0: I I didn't do it for that reaction, but it was funny when I go, "What are you doing?" And the hand just zips right back. Like yeah, one of the oh, perks. Oh, I've upset the old man. Um, Nard Dog says, "I love Bob Dylan." But I saw him in concert Rexall a few years ago. He was awful live. Worst concert I've been to, unfortunately. Mumbling so much that I legitimately did not know he was singing like a rolling stone until 30 seconds into the song. This is a problem with older artists that we love. And you got to be careful. Because sometimes, you know, you go and they're like, you're like, oh my God, you know. And that is a problem. Because you want to see them at their best. LG, don't tell Gregor that you think McDavid isn't healthy. He went on a rant that McDavid is healthy. I hear something with his hand. I think his ski speed the speed is back, but he's the puck is bouncing. And, you know, I mean, Gregor can say that, and Gregor can believe that, and I can say what I'm saying. And, you know, we don't have to agree. We're not going to fist fight at 20 paces. By the way, I had Gregor on Monday. If you get a chance to listen on the podcast, that might be the funniest he's ever been. He was mad at himself for making a bet and then having to follow through on the bet. And it was, it was you're rarely going to get Gregor that open about himself as an individual. It was hilarious, poignant, and I was very impressed by it. It was fantastic radio. Jimmy Page, great songwriter. Well, Robert Johnson was a great songwriter. Songwriters, Glenn Campbell. Randy, and then it went away. Backman. Not sure if John Gibson would agree to come here, but I really think he's the guy to take the team deep. I, the only thing about Gibson is he hasn't been good for a while, and you can blame him on the team, but it's been a while. I saw Neil Young 25 years ago, and he was boring, mumbling and awful. I can't say anything against Neil Young. I love Neil Young. Well, Ted, have you ever seen the CBC mo- uh, movie Net Worth? That really shows the players were getting screwed over by the owners. The only thing I didn't like about it was how they portrayed Gordie Howe as a bit of a dummy. Well, Howe, Howe ended the union in about 1960, I think it was. He had a chance to side with Ted Lindsay, and he did not do it. He went with the owners, and I think that there that was a heavy price to pay in terms of reputation there anyway. McDavid is not shooting, I agree. Well, he might be getting better at it, but I think it has been an issue. Saw the Eagles not long ago. was worried it would be no good. It was 10 out of 10. Never seen a band with so many guys that can sing. Well, they've also replaced a few over there. I think Timothy B. Schmidt might still be in that band. Very good singer. Great show as always, boys. Well, thank you. I always feel like when I read that, I should just get up and leave, but it's 149, not 155. That's the discipline that you're required to do this job.
2: I got about five minutes of a stand up set I've been working on. I sure. That. I, I could throw that out there if you want to take I off. I got early.
0: here like at 1140 today. I could not get here. I was, I, I stopped for coffee because I needed a coffee and I, then I had to get gas. I was looking at my thing and it's 73 clicks and I don't know, you know, sometimes, sometimes in life, even the organized of which I am not one, get behind a little bit. Condors play tonight, Oilers play tonight. Big game for the the Oilers because right now you're just kind of trying to keep the the momentum alive and if you can get this to if you could stretch this out to 5 in a row, then I think that a lot of the fan base would start to believe. Right now it's like, okay. Alright. 1 2. Let's not try to lose 5 in a row. You know, they could still be in the lottery this year they are, they have to send a second-round pick to the Calgary Flames. I saw the same Dylan concert. He, mis- he remixed all his tunes. Mark Knopfler opened him, was phenomenal. Also a great songwriter. Yeah, he wrote uh, So Far Away and uh, Why Worry, did some great stuff with Amy Lou Harris, and then... I remember the first time I ever heard Sultans of Swing. It just jumped out of the radio at me. There were a few songs in that period of time in the late 70s. Uh, Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights, uh, Sultans of Swing by Dire, dire Straits. There were, New Wave was pushing and punk was pushing a lot of the, the more established artists to kind of push through and do innovative things. And Sultans of Swing, I don't think that's New Wave, but my God, what a song. So good. If Campbell steps away from hockey on his own terms, does he still get paid? Uh, He'll get paid, but I think they will put him on LTIR eventually. I mean, he's played in the AHL here for three games, and it has not been good. I think they might, you know, give him a couple of weeks and try him again, and then if that doesn't work, you know, we're talking about a person's life here. We're talking about their, their well-being, and I know that there are some fans who are just worried about the cap issue, okay, but I think this is bigger than that. I really do, and if we're gonna if we're gonna say mental health is a big deal, then we have to treat it like one, not when it's convenient, but especially when it's inconvenient, and that's now. Terrible show as always, boys. Thank you. Towns Van Zant is right up there as well. When he wrote Poncho and Lefty, he wrote If, if I Needed You. He wrote some great songs. I love his music. Carol King, Bernie Toppin, Johnny Mitchell. Good show from Jumping Jack Flash. I agree on all of that. Does LTIR cover mental health? I believe there are points at which a player would be eligible. I believe that. Um, I can't remember. Did Carrie Price go on LTIR? I can't remember now. Sultans of Swing, love that song. Your show makes my day, low tie. Well, thank you. Be careful! They're getting close to a ten-game heater. We'll have to talk to you, Chuck about that. Who's on tomorrow? Bagged milk?
2: We have bagged milk. Yes, he'll be. He's our Thursday staple. He'll be on. And then wherever else you want to go, we'll do our best to book the show. So,
0: well, you the, got you you hit a home run today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, was good. doctor, I was so pleased.
2: Does that buy me like four days of no. not having to book but the show? Allison Lucan,
0: but Allison, look at was it like a a that's that's a that's a, that's a dream guest. Really is. Yeah, she's great. She's wonderful. Brad Slater promised me Henry Winkler. <laughs> he did. He yeah. did. We'll get him. We'll get the Fonz. And and uh, I I would say that Allison is right up there. Like that's that's how much I think of her. I think she's fantastic. I I don't want to put this on her, but I will tell you that I've been searching in my life for the Bill James of hockey, somebody who can take really difficult things and explain them in a way that universally is understood. And I think she's it. I think Allison Lucan is, and I mean that sincerely. I'm not just blowing smoke. I mean it sincerely. If you, if you watch her, listen to her and, and read her, you will be smarter about hockey. And she does it in a way that makes it really simple, even though the ideas are not. And that's a really gifted person. Okay. Enough of that. Jason Greger is on the way. Thanks so much for tuning into the lowdown. It's time now for a sports update.